up and die. I'm speaking figuratively, of course, like the last time that I committed suicide. Social suicide. All right, that's as much as I can sing, because as uh, we've mentioned before, you know, legal will be up our asses if we (laughs) infringe on copyright. You really um, nailed that. I did, right? Uh, But, uh, you know, those lines feel pretty relevant right now with uh, tours being canceled, hot topic closed, and, um, you know, all of us are being encouraged to distance ourselves socially instead of, you know, our usual emotional distance. But I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, Seriously, though, I hope all of you out there are keeping yourselves safe from infection. Wash your hands, wipe down surfaces, sneeze and cough into elbows, not in people's faces. And most importantly, socially distance yourself. But anyway, you're here on the mosh pit to forget about the coronavirus with myself, Michelle, and my co-host, Kelly here, and our other (laughs) co-host, Brianne, who is missing. She has the corona. No, I'm just kidding. She actually uh, has uh, some sort of strep throat or something. Her voice is very raspy, so unless you guys want to hear her talk like this the entire time, we decided it was best she uh, take an episode off and rest. So we've got a lot of fun in store for you guys today. So we'll jump right into it. We did miss International Women's Day, but it is still Women's Month. Is that just Women's Month? I think so. I think March is, yeah, Women's Month. So what we're going to do today is shout out our favorite punk and pop punk women. Because, you know, we're an all-female podcast. And, uh, you know, while the men are awesome in the scene... You know, we're a little underrepresented and, you know, we want to give, you know, empower women and all of those little girls out there to start playing drums, start playing guitar, start singing, start listening to all of it, you know. So um, I think we can obviously start out with, uh, you know, quote unquote, the queen. The queen. I was going to say it. The queen. (laughs) Our our queen. (laughs) Uh, Haley Williams of Paramore. She is, like, kind of one of the OGs, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Misery Business came out, like, what, 06, 07, something like that? I think so. Or or earlier. Yeah, and they had, like, an EP that came out probably, like, 04, I want to say. All We Know is Falling. And that's when I started listening oh, yeah. to Misery, not Misery, but Paramore. And um, it was just kind of like I listened to them, and then they blew up, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I know these guys. Um, but, you know, I mean, the, she's had a lot of controversy over the years and whatnot but she's overall a pretty badass chick you know Mm -hmm. um she currently uh is going on her first solo tour so Uh, badass so badass um especially because you know she's she has been attributed to paramore for so long her going solo is pretty cool Mm -hmm. um and you know she is obviously a businesswoman because she has her brand of hair dye, Good Dye Young. And I have been dying to try it for a very long time. <laughs> dying to try it. Ha <laughs> <laughs> You guys know I'm great with puns. <laughs> and, you know, she's never been an overtly political musician. But with uh, After Laughter, uh, their most, not their most recent, or was that the most recent album? Yes. Yes. Before her solo yeah. stuff, yeah. Yeah, 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 that's what it was. And I changed that a bit. Uh, you know, a lot of... I, I don't, and I still don't think it was very overtly political. It was just, 
you know, people were able to relate to the political climate right now, those songs. And, um, you know, she, she had said that it's, uh, it's, it's really interesting hearing that people can relate to that album because of, you know, what they've had and, um, the anxieties that a lot of people, young people and minority people are going through because of it. Um, and, uh, she feels like, you know, that there's responsibility that's been put on this to help push forward healthy change and you know musicians have a huge platform for that kind of stuff yeah she's also stopped she stopped playing misery business at live shows i think in 2018 um because she said the lyrics really haven't aged well which i mean i get obviously it's a it's like a fan favorite so that was probably a tough call to make but i think that's another kind of move of of kind of being a little bit political like you don't you want to draw a line somewhere like it's a really important song to them but what kind of message are you are you sending Uh, yeah totally agree that's uh definitely a a good message to send like yeah this this was me once upon a time and I'm not gonna shy away from that but uh I've grown up I've evolved and I realized that that was pretty shitty of me (laughs) (laughs) doesn't take away from her feelings at that time or any fans who like can relate to that song right and then finally you know she's spoken a lot on her own personal struggles with her mental health especially you know as when uh, she went through her divorce with chad gilbert of newfound glory um so i think i think just any band person because they have such a huge huge platform them showing themselves as human and that they struggle too Mm -hmm. i think is really important yeah i think that's awesome and another kind of example of that another woman in the scene to shout out is jenna mcdougall is that how you say the last name yes that is her i name. think so <laughs> she's the um she's in tonight alive and great musician and another um great example of a woman in the scene kind of taking a stance on something and sharing being vulnerable i think with their fans and with the world Um, So she talked about her, about eating disorder awareness. And um, so one of the things she said was, what I can say about my recovery is before things started to change, I had to face some hard truths in my life. I realized ironically, as I was suppressing things in my mind, my body was trying so hard to expel something. Um, So I think it's, it's really important, again, that they're using, you know, their platform that they have to help other people that may be going through the same thing exactly like yeah a lot of our uh our uh, our scene you know a lot of these people feel like misfits and outcasts and you know that's why they they're kind of drawn to a lot of this and um you know all fans relate to the music on some level and for them to take it a step further and for them to be able to relate to the artists on a more human level is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Jenna is fantastic musician. I, I, you know, I'm not a huge Tonight Alive fan, but I think she's great. Mm-hmm. I did. I saw them live with state champs uh, a few years back and uh, the, they, she has a lot of energy and uh, it, it translates into her performance and it's great. And she's definitely always evolving as an artist too. Um, and an, or another artist who has uh, evolved quite a bit um, 
Laura Jane Grace of Against Me, very popular punk band in the scene, and she's absolutely incredible, you know. Um, I went to see Against Me in October, and it was really great vibes at the show. Um, I had never been really big into them, but my boyfriend got me into them, and I love it. And, uh, you know, she's she, she uh, grew to prominence before um, she came out as trans, and she was a very popular, like, highly visible punk rock musician and uh she was one of the first to come out as transgender you know a lot of her struggle with her gender dysphoria it translated it into her music it elevated it and made it more incredible um and you know she's she's definitely the kind of person to look up to especially because you know trans people do struggle a lot in the country to kind of have a voice and for someone so prominent to be like, hey, I'm here, it's okay. It's great, especially because she is someone who hasn't gone through her surgery and she's like, that's okay. Like, I'm still a woman. I'm still Laura Jane Grace. I'm still fantastic. Like, I'm, well, I say she's fantastic. She doesn't, I don't think she's (laughs) that arrogant, (laughs) but yeah. That's awesome. I think, um, one that another woman I'm excited to call out and shout out is Jess Bowen from, uh, I guess, previously the summer set. I think Jess actually now plays with 303 or toured with yeah. them for a while. Um, but Jess Bowen, the most badass, coolest drummer, um, in my opinion, in the scene. And I think one of the only like female drummers I've really seen. I think um, I think she's the only female drummer. I, I, yeah. I know. I mean, I know that they're out there. I mean, we have a few coming up uh, that we're going to talk about, but like, or for me to be originally like introduced to, I guess. Right. Yeah. Definitely the only one I've ever seen live. And she is so amazingly energetic and like, just, you can tell how into it she is. And I absolutely love it. So I think kind of a a theme here is like all of these women are really using their platform to to share their story and influence and use their journey to help other people. And Jess came out as a lesbian, I think, a couple years ago now. It's been like... I think it's been a long time, yeah. Yeah, because I think it was still when the Somerset was doing stuff. Yeah. I mean, honestly, Um, I don't even remember not knowing she was a lesbian, I think. Yeah, I don't know. But she she shared some advice with fans about, you know, being honest with yourself and being, being proud of who you are and not being ashamed about who you love. And I think all of that is just an amazing message uh, for her to be able to share. Absolutely. Um, you know, and then just some quick shout outs to women continuing to represent in the scene um, that are, you know, some smaller bands. So, you know, they're just building their careers. Um, Bonnie Fraser from Stand Atlantic and Michaela Delgado from Yours Truly. Uh, I've started recently listening to these two bands and I love it. Like, I remember, I think I was listening, it was probably off the Pop Punk's Not Dead playlist. And um, I was just going to say that. I'm pretty sure I've I've heard Stan Atlantic. They do skinny jeans, right? Uh, maybe. Or something like that. Okay, maybe not. It, it's always nice when all of a sudden, especially like when you're listening to like a mixed playlist or something. And, you know, it's it's male voice after male voice after male voice. Uh, and then all of a sudden you hear a woman and you're like, oh, 
nice change of pace because i mean <laughs> as much as i i love the pop punk scene and um you know the the music I'm, it, it always speaks to me no matter what and you know obviously every singer has their unique voice but there is a particular i guess twang if you will for pop punk singers that, that they have this like kind of way of singing that's yes yeah you know a, a little repetitive i guess you could say but um you know it, it's nice to see that women are continuing to um come up and uh you know really you know show that uh we're part of the scene too all right and so we've shared a couple individual females in the scene and one interesting all-female band that you guys should listen to is Dollskin. So all-female band in their early 20s and they're really driving a new um, a new wave of pop punk with different kind of blends of sound, some more pop vibes and some more rock or heavy like My Chemical Romance. But what's interesting about them is instead of um, the re- rebellious boys kind of hating on their hometowns or breaking up with girls and going through stuff like that. Um, the These girls write about making it through their own version of hard times and self-empowerment. And, um, you know, obviously you still got to write about relationships. Like we still go through that um, as women, but kind of talking about it um, as a different change of pace as a topic in pop punk. Definitely. I love that. Even the relationship side of it, like everybody's going to write about relationships, but you know, when we hear these songs from these male bands, like we relate to them because everybody relates to heartbreak and whatever, but we don't relate to it coming from a male perspective. So seeing relationship songs coming from females is really, it's uh, it, it's really cool for girls in the scene. And then, so finally our last kind of punk band that we're going to talk about and you know i think these women are you know what the punk scene is about you know anarchy and all of that uh pussy riot they're a russian protest punk rock group and you know they've got they have a significant amount of members um 11 i believe um and you know they've done like really kind of provocative performance in like out in the open and posted online and protesting against uh, the Russian president and um, his policies. And they gained international attention when they were arrested uh, quite a few years back. Um, But uh, yeah, you know, I think uh, they're all what the punk scene is about, Uh, you know, just fighting against authority in, you know, the best way they know how and expressing themselves. And um, I think they're, you know, they're great because they're outspoken supporters of feminist issues and LGBTQ issues. And, uh, you know, like uh, like Kelly said before, you know, there's a theme with all these women in the scene. And I don't think it's a coincidence that they are all um, using their platforms to talk about things that uh really matter to women uh because you know everybody can love any sort of music and obviously we love pop punk but in a male dominated scene as much as it is relatable it's also not so seeing a lot of these women fight for 
you and you know support you is it's definitely great and i think it'll continue to grow and bring more women into the scene love it so now now that we're feeling all empowered and stuff girl power <laughs> yes absolutely what was it that um uh... oh it was cheetah girls growl power that's what i was thinking of <laughs> Cheetah Girls, Cheetah Power. Um, So now it is time for music news. I'm like singing, like uh, trying to do a news jingle. It doesn't sound like anything like our news jingle. (laughs) It definitely didn't sound like a news jingle. So first thing, uh, Four Chord Music Festival announced their lineup. Now, I've never been to Four Chord Music Festival, but I've always wanted to. And I thought it was, like, in the UK or something, but it turns out it's in Pittsburgh. So, realistically, I could go. It's just quite a far drive. I mean, maybe we could go, Cal. Make a day of it. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, huh? six-hour drive from me. (laughs) I have no idea. I've never looked that up before. But we've got – it's got a – crazy good lineup uh blink 182 is gonna be there the used state champs four year strong the ataris sleep on it patent pending fortune cover hit the lights eternal boy keep flying and look out loretta now there's like half those bands we've talked about on this show already and we're just on episode three mm-hmm. so like you can see that this was definitely our kind of our kind of stuff um but it is uh july 11th and tickets are now available and these kind of uh, festivals, uh, Four Chords been around a while, but Sad Summerfest last year was their first thing. You know, these these festivals are definitely going to get bigger turnouts than they probably would have maybe um, a couple years back because, you know, things like Warped Tour are gone and everything. Uh, the only thing is that I wonder whether if things keep going the way they are, uh, it'll get postponed or canceled because of the coronavirus. Um, actually, Newfound Glory and Simple Plan though their tour is not for quite a while, they uh, are going to be monitoring to see if they're going to end up canceling things, even though they just announced new tour dates. So uh, it's definitely all stuff to keep track of. Actually, Alternative Press has a tracker for tours and cancellations. Um, So check that out on their site. Another piece of music news and festival-related announcements to share. Um, a new festival is coming our way, the 320 Music Festival, and um, this is a project that Warped Tour founder Kevin Lyman and um, Talinda Bennington, who was married to the late Chester Bennington of Lincoln Park, um, they're working to uh, together to announce this first ever 320 Music Festival. And it's taking place in L.A. on May 9th. And what's important about this festival in particular is it's bringing awareness to the importance of mental health. And there'll be, um, uh, there'll be a free community music and film festival, a mental health summit, a benefit concert. Um, so this one is, is pretty cool and, and exciting to see. Yeah, definitely. I think it's... Um... It's great for, again, you know, we're a community. It's good to see people doing good things for it. Um, Mental health is super important. So I kind of want to hate Kevin Lyman for, like, 
starting a new festival, but it's hard to when it's for such a great cause. <laughs> and um, yeah. Kelly, did you mention that it's it's free, right? Yes, it is a free festival. So mark your calendar. All you got to do is buy a ticket to California if you're not there. <laughs> On a less happy, positive note, fucking Logan Paul, man. I hate that. I don't even want to call him a man so much. Oh my god! <laughs> no, he's a so he's a terrible YouTuber, and I don't even want to give him a platform. But I I, I just need to get this off my chest. Um, but yeah, he's a, he's a, a YouTuber who's had tons of controversies, and I'm um, I have a, a background in influencer marketing and the like, and uh, I've I've had to like kind of go through and find influencers and stuff and uh logan paul's just crossed my radar so many times and i just think he's a piece of shit and uh, he's uh he uh kind of uh used emo culture to propagate his bullshit uh he did um apparently a while back like there was a, a picture of this this emo guy who looked a lot like him and it became this kind of meme thing and so he took that and kind of became this dude dressed up all emo and um you know put like fake piercings in put eyeliner on and uh and so he uh he started he did like a whole like a little emo video and showed him like different places being like rocking out to um what was it it was a uh, God, I don't even remember the song. I was so angry listening to it, but it was, uh, it was either Hella, it, no, I'm not okay, or Helena, no, 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 I'm lying, I'm lying completely, it was Welcome to the Black Parade, it was Welcome to the Black Parade, and all I was, that's why I couldn't remember, because all I was thinking was, I'm like, that boy better get Gerard Way's vocals out of his bitch-ass fucking lip-syncing mouth, because no, I was just so <laughs> angry the entire time, and there, there's been a lot of backlash, from uh, the emo community, you know, people saying "Roaring Twenties canceled," and oh, you know, um, it was a phase. I it was not, I was emo, but I am no longer because nobody wants to associate with that garbage. All right, rant done. Kelly, tell us how you really feel. <laughs> Hold back a little more. I mean, I could go a little bit more, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we'll we'll move on. Uh. Oh my god. Another piece of music news slash maybe investigation for all of us. Fall Out Boy's music videos are disappearing from YouTube. And that, first of all, makes me very upset. And they're the music videos from um, from Under the Cork Tree. And so Sugar, We're Going Down, Dance, Dance. Those music videos are, for some mysterious reason, just disappearing from the YouTube. The YouTube. They are the YouTube. I, I think they actually um, came. Like, I no think they one, actually came back though. So I guess it happened a couple times though. Like over the past couple of years, they'll just like randomly go missing, and people will get an error when they're trying to play it, and just like no one knows why that happens. Um, but this wasn't the first time it happened. It happened like a couple of years ago. They're just also. trying to be like, ooh, mysterious. Pay attention to us because we're becoming irrelevant. Well, like, I don't know if they're doing that because maybe they've like got something coming and they're like, oh, maybe people will, you know, pay attention to that. These 
videos aren't there and then maybe I don't know, it's just like it's that, just brilliant like marketing because of... look we're, we're talking about it <laughs> mate i guess it's working because now i want to know um but yeah i mean i guess we'll we'll find out if anything actually comes of it or if it was just a youtube error <laughs> and youtube's just like you know what fuck fallout boy i'm gonna delete all their videos <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Well, any news is good news for them, yeah. I guess. Um, so we uh, talked about last week. I keep saying last week, but we're a biweekly podcast. Um, last time on the Mosh Pit, it's like a, it's like a soap opera. Last time on the Mosh Pit, um, <laughs> uh, we talked about a lot of new music. Uh, Newfound Glory was one of those bands because they have an upcoming album, and I'm gonna get the album name right this time forever. No, I didn't. <laughs> forever and ever times infinity. It's really hard to say forever and ever, like really quickly. I don't know. Forever and ever. Okay. Ca- forever and ever. Forever and ever. Say five more times fast. Forever and ever, forever and ever, forever and ever, forever and ever, forever and ever. Whatever. Anyways. <laughs> um, anyways. You're welcome. <laughs> they just released uh, another song off the album, Nothing to Say. And uh, Chad Gilbert explained a bit about it. And, you know, it's it, it's kind of for uh, friend groups that have that one friend who's just always really negative and not, has nothing good to say. And, you know, they're just always, you know, creating a split or doubt between everybody else. And, you know, someone who's just going to talk behind your back and be, just be negative. Um and they, uh, they they want that this song to kind of be a fun release for people who deal with those friendships. And, you know, they're not saying, like, to drop those people, but, you know, make boundaries. Uh, and, I mean, I agree to an extent, but, uh, you know, we've talked a lot about mental health this episode. And uh, I think at a certain point, those people are just toxic and you do need to drop them. But, yeah, obviously, first, you know, they're, they're your friends for a reason. So try to set those limits with them. But, uh I loved the song. It was it, it was fun. Like, you know, it was um, a little bit more punkish. And I think this album overall is seeming more punkish. So I'm like really stoked for it because the guitar at the end was just heavier. And it reminded me of something, but I can't put my finger on it. And I will figure it out eventually. And then I'm just going to scream it from the rooftops or our social media at the Mosh Pit Pod on Facebook and Instagram at Mosh Pit Pod on Twitter. <laughs> and um, but no, it, it's great. Uh and um, I'm really digging the vibe for this album. It's much better than uh, the the last one, which I can't even remember the name of it, um, which had a happy being miserable on it and all of that on it. And I mean, it was an okay album, but it was yeah. definitely a way different newfound glory than I'm accustomed to. And not different in a yeah. good way, necessarily, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, the last one was real catchy, but yeah. it didn't feel like newfound glory. Yeah at all but um another note about this song uh you know twitter stands we've talked about stand culture before um but twitter stands for Haley williams came out against the song thinking it was against her and some even went as far as to say that um you know they said the word whore in the song first of all they didn't because it's a lyric video and all the words are on the screen <laughs> so i don't know where they got the word whore from and I mean, oh, God. I can totally understand. Way to go, Internet. right? 
Like, I can totally understand defending Haley and all of that, but um, I think this just kind of came out of nowhere because they, they came out and said what the song was about. That's It was not about Haley. It was about friendships and toxic friendships, and uh, there was no mention of the word whore anywhere. <laughs> so everybody just needs to calm down and enjoy the song and, uh, you know, relate to it because you probably have shitty friends <laughs> i don't have shitty friends i have great friends thanks for clarifying that so i i like this song but i can't relate to it <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> all right our last piece of music news for you is another new song and it's from our favorite band of all time all time, all time low, low. Thank you. (laughs) All Time Low released Getaway Green this morning at 9 my time, and it was very exciting. So this was the third song that they've now released off of their upcoming album, Wake Up Sunshine, which comes out on April 3rd. We're all very excited about that. But there was a lot of drama leading up to... Um, today's release of this song and it involved the kidnapping of Ryan Dawson the drummer and he was kidnapped by the infamous panda that we talked about on our last episode Um, that panda man I think I pissed him off I think that's what happened and I think he took Ryan for it (laughs) I guess so sorry Ryan guess it's our fault But um, thankfully, this morning, Ryan was released, as well as their song, Getaway Green. So my take on the song, obviously, I absolutely love everything that All Time Low puts into this world. But uh, (laughs) my favorite part of this song was the opening riff. I just could listen to that on repeat, just like chop it right there and listen to that riff on repeat for like days. I love it so much. Um, But the song in general, I thought was pretty good. Um, you know, like I said, anything that comes from them, I'm going to love. Yeah, totally agree. I mean, I think I, uh, I, I liked it a lot and, um, I realized that, um, they, they've played it live before. Um, I did not realize this until I heard it. Um, I, I think it was at the, the nothing personal anniversary shows that they did, uh, back in December. I, they played it live, um, but um, I really enjoyed it. I think Sleeping In is still my number one so far. But I definitely dig uh, Getaway Green. And um, I really like, um, you know, I used to not be a fan of, like, like, music videos that have, like, footage from live shows. But something about them has, I've definitely come around to them. Because, like, watching it, it's it just, because it's also, like, behind the scenes stuff. And it just, it, it's so, like, um... I guess normal almost it's like human and uh you know I'm all about that authentic feel and it's just uh it was just nice seeing like you know them doing what they do doing what they love and uh seeing it's it's almost like experiencing the concerts uh 
like you do normally, but you know, through a screen. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I, I definitely, I definitely dig the song. And like I've said before, I'm, I'm super stoked for this album. I will probably lock myself in my room for a full 48 hours and listen to the album on repeat for all 48 hours. I know. I mean, we're currently locked inside, so it would be really nice to have it right now. <laughs> right. Um, just a little bit early. But I think it, I mean, I got so excited today because like a new song and I'm, working from home and stuck in my house and all that so it was really really exciting to get a new song to kind of brighten my day and I also think it's cool that they released Getaway Green on St. Patrick's Day so I thought that was cool yeah that makes sense all the green themes you know what I think we should issue our listeners a challenge and I think that they should tweet at all of all time low every single individual and uh, the band account and they should be like the mosh pit or at mosh pit pod told us to tell you to release the full album while we're in quarantine you cowards hashtag mosh on that is that is the tweet uh at mosh pit pod told us to tell you to release wake up sunshine for quarantined people you cowards hashtag mosh on I would be shocked if people aren't already saying that to them. Right? (laughs) Seriously. I have to go search Twitter, but I'm sure they're getting those already. Well, but the point is for them to know that it's coming from us. (laughs) Fair. (laughs) It was our idea all along. Exactly. We were the first ones. Yeah. We're ahead of the curve. Um, But, um, and just a quick note about Getaway Green, because our other co-host, Brianne, you know, laying in her sick bed, could not be here today. Um, her note on Getaway Green is, she liked it, but it's her least favorite so far of, uh, of uh, all the singles released. And that's all we could get out of her before, you know, she was rasping so much that we couldn't understand a word she was saying. Did that's I do a good really imitation? Good. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I actually really kind of creeped myself out. I sounded really like like a yeah. creature or something. <laughs> uh, but that's all we got for you in music news uh, this time around. And now we're going to move into our Pride and Disaster review. <laughs> Kelly and I, in uh, our different states, went to go see Sleep on It. Uh, Before we even get into it, I just want to say, you know, I'm a big fan of, like, clever tour names, and I fucking love this. I absolutely (laughs) love. I loved this one. It's awesome. In case uh, you're not familiar with Sleep on It, they just released uh, an album a few months back, right? It was uh, in the Mm -hmm. winter like November I don't know I remember when it was but it's called Pride and Disaster so they uh named their tour Pride and Disaster tour ha ha lol <laughs> you know I'm a big fan of the bad puns so oh <laughs> I had such a fun time at this show it was at uh so I attended in Boston and it was at a new venue that um I had never been to before it's relatively um, it opened relatively recently, so I hadn't had the opportunity to go to a show there yet, but it's also, it's, it's amazing. It's like a ballroom. So there's like a chandelier and it's, it's pretty small inside. Um, so I love the venue in general, but it was overall a really great show I thought. And, um, I was able to see two of the opening bands between you and me, 
who we'll talk about a little bit more later. And Bearings was the other opening band that I was able to see. And both of them were awesome. And obviously Sleep On It always slays it. So they did an amazing job and really like worked the crowd for sure. Um, Probably my um, biggest takeaway from this show was the people watching and like the crowd at this show was just like so interesting and eclectic um like more than I've seen at at some other shows I've been to so two things in particular there was a group of middle-aged women that were just like having the absolute time of their life at this show like I they were just like having such a blast um one of them crowd surfed a couple times they were just like drinking in a circle like behind the behind like the mass of the crowd they were just like standing there like yelling and drinking and like hell whatever. yeah goals <laughs> I, exact exactly what I was thinking like I was looking at these women I'm like can we just do this in, in however many years and just like be those people because it they're just like don't have a care in the world and they're just having a great time so that was awesome And then on a little bit of the other end of the spectrum, there was a five-year-old at this show, and he was pretty much on his dad's shoulders, like, throughout most of the show, so you could kind of, like, see him over over the crowd, and the band could see him really easily, too. So the band, like, kept calling him out, and, like, we did, his name is Landon. We did a Landon chant for, like, five minutes. It was awesome. Oh, my God, that's fantastic. I love it when parents bring their little kids to pop punk shows and everything, because it's such a, like, it's like, it's like, yeah, it's it's gonna continue on because these little guys are gonna keep going, and you know, even when I I'm like, it. even when I'm like forty five, like I'm gonna know that there's gonna be shows for me to go to because these parents know how to raise their kids. Totally, and um, so after the show, uh, I someone I forget who it was, one of the band members tagged um, tagged a picture of him of the of Landon, the little boy. And it turns out he has his own, his parents set up an Instagram for him with, like, pictures of him meeting all the bands and, like, at shows and stuff. I think it's the most adorable thing ever. Oh my I am his newest newest Instagram follower. Oh, my God. I want to follow him now. Let's give him a <laughs> shout out. What's his? We totally should. What's his Instagram? Uh, I'll find it. Crowd surfer or something, I think. Well, that's fantastic. I, the. People watching is like my favorite part of it. There was actually, um, it was really interesting interaction I saw at my show was uh, this girl and this guy came over to like where I was standing like near the front and um, she was like, she, cause uh, I was at a floor show so there was like, like bars along the wall that you could kind of like just lean on or sit on so she sat up on it and he was just there and then he was like rocking out and then he started singing with this girl like singing to each other and I was like looking at the girl that was on the bar I'm like is she getting jealous um but it turns out they weren't even together and I was super confused and then I think I just saw a new love blossom between these other two people and it was fantastic (laughs) you just never know what you're gonna get (laughs) yeah for sure so did you find uh the yeah, little, little his crowd Instagram. Yeah, it is. It's little crowd surfer. Is oh. his Instagram? Follow him. He seems like the coolest kid ever. Oh my god, I love him. 
Isn't he the cutest? That's fantastic. I'm scrolling through and he's just the coolest little dude. Uh, Oh my God. He's got a beanie (laughs) and his little jean jackets. Oh, he's with, oh my God, he's with state champs. I know. I'm obsessed. I'm his biggest fan now. (laughs) Yeah. Well, um, I had a great time at my show too. It was, um, also at a smaller venue, um, so, like like I said, it was a floor show, so super intimate. Uh, it was at a, actually at a brewery down by me, Asbury Park Brewery, uh, and uh, I, I I this is the second time I've been there. The other time was also a sleep on it show, and um, it's really fun because like it's it's the crowd isn't big, so you could easily just kind of roll up to the front and roll out, go grab a drink, and then go back in. But finish your drink before you go back into the crowd because, you know, you don't want to spill beer on people, um, which happened at the show, which is why I'm mentioning it. But, um, no, the sets, uh, the sets were great. I also really enjoyed Between You and Me and Bearings. Uh, Bearings actually had to restart a song because, uh, the circle pit that they, uh, encouraged of five people, uh, <laughs> semi-injured someone up at the, up at the front and, um, so we had to like stop for a few minutes to make sure she was okay. She was okay. So don't worry, everyone. And then um, they restarted the song and they restarted the circle pit. But it was ended up being more of a ring around the rosy kind of circle pit because we were trying to be careful <laughs> and not hurt each other. Um, so that was actually a lot of fun. It was pretty funny. Um, and Sleep on It was bomb as always. Um, it was really cool. Like, uh, I mean, I really liked Pride and Disaster, but I prefer... Um, their previous album and um i really liked hearing those songs but hearing pride and disaster live made me kind of want to give the album a second chance and listen to it some more and you know zek was fantastic and he has a great stage presence and um you know uh talking again about using your platform somehow we accidentally always end up with a theme of our show Uh, (laughs) we did this totally by accident yeah um but (laughs) zek you know he 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 was uh talking a bit about politics before falling further faster and you know whether you agree with him or not his message was general in the sense that you know we have to kind of um give a shit about each other and um you know, just go vote. And uh, so I, I, I always appreciate that. Like when, uh, like I said, when people use their platform to, to do good. Totally. Awesome show. Yeah. And, uh, while Kelly didn't experience this at our show, um, I, like I mentioned did, and, um, I, I need to, uh, reiterate it. Because, you know, this episode is a uh, concert etiquette episode. Um, And uh, we'll be doing some small concert etiquette bits every other episode. So as part of the Pride and Disaster recap, I just want to say anyone drinking beer should not go into the crowd and the pit. Because most of the time it's on tap and that shit is flying everywhere. I don't want it in my hair. I don't want your coronavirus beer in my mouth. And so get that shit away from me. Go to the edges. Go to the backwards. There's sparseness. So, um, again, do not drink your beer in the crowd or especially not in the pit. That's the worst place extend this concert etiquette piece to say anyone drinking like anything i think unless it's a sealed water bottle should not have that i mean 
if, even if you have a can, like it's gonna go places oh, if you're yeah. jumping around. Hopefully yeah, def- you're jumping around and having a good time in there. And either way, if you have something in your hand, it's getting on someone else. Exactly. So uh just water bottles. No beverages. No beverages <laughs> in, in the crowd. Bottles. Sealed water bottles. That's it. That's all. And that is uh your concert etiquette for the month of March. How was that one? Is beautiful. It, am I that doing better? Beautiful. I'm doing better. Yeah, that was good. That was good. <laughs> I'm so proud. Great. So uh, on that note, we're going to move forward. Uh, we talked about uh, the openers for the Pride and Disaster Store tour. But uh, <laughs> Between You and Me was one of them. I thoroughly enjoyed them. So did Kelly. So they are our band spotlight of the bi-week the episode of the episode band yeah. spotlight of the episode that's the that's what i'm gonna call it right. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah between you and me really earned it we both um I'm, i think this was the first time either of us had heard them live or i don't know if for you too michelle but no the yeah first it had been time yeah so um they just really put on an amazing show, and they were so much fun. Um, so we wanted to make them our band spotlight for this episode so we could tell you some more about them and share some of our favorite of their songs so you can go listen to them and um, give them some love. So Between You and Me, they are they hail from the land of Australia. Down under. Down under, and I had absolutely, I I just didn't know that honestly before before the show. So when they got on stage and started talking, I was surprised to hear an accent. Honestly, um, most times for me, when uh, a band's Australian or from the UK or something, I have no idea until I see them live, and then I'm like, yeah. oh, accent, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I same thing happened to me with like with confidence. I had no idea they were, they yeah. were from Australia too. Um, but so, yep, they hail from Australia and they had kind of an interesting journey to to get formed and, and things like that. So Jake Wilson is the vocalist and, and front man and he was kind of discovered on YouTube. So he he posted some stuff on YouTube and was was listening to some other bands and and things on YouTube and he went to audition for um for this band that he that had posted some covers and stuff that he liked and so they ended up forming a band so now we've got Jake and and two guitarists um and uh the two guitarists are I think Jai I'm so sorry if I pronounce that wrong but Jai and Chris <laughs> guitarist and then drummer Chris and Chris's brother Jamie is the bassist I believe oh no drummer uh, Chris's brother Jamie is the drummer, and then um, James is the bassist. So awesome five piece, and they are currently signed to Hopeless Records. They've got um, at least one full length out currently, I believe. Right, everything is temporary. I think is their most recent full length, but they've also got some newer singles and stuff out so a couple of our favorite songs of theirs are dakota overthinking 
famous and twice shy and so we'll share those songs with you so you can go give them a listen but they've got a really cool sound um pretty like traditional pop punk energy i would say Um, yeah i mean if, if if we delve into the songs a bit you know um Kelly mentioned a few of the songs of theirs that we liked. It's, uh, you know, those going back to those typical pop punk topics, Dakota is uh, very much like a scorned by my ex-girlfriend, you know. He's a yeah, uh, scorned lover tale. Yeah, basically, you know, she, he's like, I saw your boyfriend yesterday. He looked at me with the same face. I'm, I'm not singing them, so it's okay that I can read the lyrics. <laughs> um but you know and he talks about how she's with this other guy and then he's like basically you know what hey dakota you can piss right off and you'll keep your hands to yourself to yourself and remove my name from your mouth and that's exactly like when you're like feeling really shitty about a breakup and you hate them and everything that's exactly how you feel you want them to like fuck off and just stay away from you and uh no it's a they've got a, a really great vibe and um you know, I, I think their music is relatable uh, for sure. And I mean, totally. you know, you, you said they were off of Hopeless Records. Hopeless Records, you can never go wrong with uh, bands off of Hopeless Records. No, you just can't. You really can't. They're all amazing. Yes, 100%. Like um, the the other song they mentioned, Overthinking. I am mm-hmm. relating so hard to that right now. I've actually been listening yep. since, I, since I saw them on a... Uh, uh, on the pride and disaster i uh have been listening to overthinking some more um because you know it, it's um it, it, to me it felt a little bit more like um i, I don't actually know what the song's about because i haven't looked into it but for me it felt a lot about like you know kind of like the job grind and everything mm-hmm. and uh you know i've been have that's I what been pu- i took it as too yeah me too like have i been pushing pen to paper instead of catching up on sleep most likely yes because i am Ooh. a millennial that uh lives about that you know grew up on a work culture and you know you just got to keep grinding and eventually you'll get it all but i'm sick of that shit <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah seriously so, it's so, like an anthem for like working age people it's just 100%. like it really is exactly like i you know eventually you just kind of it, it drones on and it, it becomes so routine that you don't realize you're unhappy and then you're like oh wow yeah no this sucks and uh, you know one of the the lyrics there is uh, you know these days i don't feel anything except the emptiness inside my chest and uh you know the only thing i can say it, like going a little off topic uh, to that you know because I'm, I'm sure a lot of our listeners can relate to it the you know the the daily grind and whatever and um you know a lot of in the pop punk scene are adults with working jobs and just find something outside of work that fulfills you. Like, you know, that's kind of why we're doing the mosh pit aside from the fact that we love pop punk and just can't stop talking about it. But, uh, you know, it's, it's a nice little outlet for us to have something that we enjoy and, uh, outside of soul crushing work. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. But yeah, no, uh, between you and me, I keep what I call, keep wanting to call them between me and you. I keep getting that wrong. Um, they're great. You should definitely listen to them. Kel, you, you really like twice shy off of that, uh, from them, right? Yeah. I think, um, 
definitely listen to the, the top songs that we shared, but Twice Shy and then a couple more off of their Everything Is Temporary um, full-length album. That that whole album really has some, yeah. some awesome songs on it that you should check out too. Yeah, definitely. And like uh, last time uh, we posted on our Facebook our uh point north playlist will point will not point north will uh post um a between you and me playlist for you guys on our facebook again that's at the mosh pit pod um so that's kind of all we've got for you this week this time (laughs) you know eventually we're gonna go to a weekly podcast and i won't be wrong when i say that (laughs) yeah But, um, you know, again, we want everyone to stay safe. You know, if you're being quarantined, stay in unless absolutely necessary. Um, but, you know, this, this pandemic is affecting everyone. So, you know, love each other and be kind. But uh, for this specifically, support your favorite bands. Uh, there's tons of ways that you can do that. Yeah, this is, you know, a tough time. People are, bands are having to cancel their tours and that's where a lot of, a lot of bands get their, their income. So let's try to support them in the best ways we can. So buy merch, any kind of merch, go to your favorite band's website, buy their, buy their album, buy some t-shirts, buy, buy whatever they're selling and, and try to support them um, if you can stream their music we'll we'll share um a playlist for our band spotlight today but any of your other favorite bands stream their music tell your friends about it and make sure other people are are getting to hear your bands too um buy concert tickets if they've got upcoming summer tours or even tours after that that hopefully won't get canceled and hopefully this this, uh calms down in a while (laughs) hopefully and if anything has been canceled, you've uh, missed out on a tour because of this, um, consider not asking for a refund. They've, you know, probably lost a lot of money doing this also. So if you can spare it, I bet that would kind of help them through this tough time. Yeah, because it's not even just the bands, it's the venues too. Like, you know, if you're asking for a refund, they've they've already been planning for these shows ahead of time. They've taken, you know, their... Um their liquor orders and everything and they can't uh they can't take that stuff back so it's gonna you know kind of sit there not making money for them so it's not just the bands it's the venues it's everybody that's involved in the community and so again like i said uh you know love each other and be kind so until next time mosh on my friends